When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Thanks for hanging out at Tail Far City Radio. It's a road show Thursday. We're here down at Rosie's Downtown State Basketball Celebration yet again for Boys State. Uh, day two, and it's day one of day two for us here at Rosie's. 10th and P is where we invite you down. Can watch the show. We're streaming. You can come on down live. And uh, hang out that way here at 10th and P at Rosie's. Uh, can watch the show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, the Hale Varsity Twitter handle as well, the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter handles at HVarsity Radio, and of course, Facebook and Twitter with KFOR, KFOR Sports. Chris Schmidt here on site. Elijah Herbal, we will get you back down here, my friend, sooner rather than later. You've got to do their wings. Uh, I have been the wing connoisseur. Everywhere I've stopped, and I love me some Rosie's Wings. Get the original Buffalo. Yes, on the blue cheese. We've had this argument before. Uh, You're shaking your head at me. Uh, We have royalty in the building because the uh, two Hall of Famers from Hayes Center are are here. Hayes Center, of course, making their way tournament time uh, at the Devante Center for the D1 as they are playing Friday, the Erickson boys, they are the Malone and Stockton of their generation. So they are here. We invite you down here till 6, back tomorrow here at Rosie's downtown, 4 to 6 on Friday. So the backdrop is unique. There's an awesome stage here at Rosie's. That's where we set up shop. And it looks like I'm doing some sort of late 70s blacklight music video behind me. Uh, how do my eyes look, Elijah? That's the, the, the true question, uh, as I am the most vain person you know. Well, with that lighting, it looks like you need a drug test. <laughs> That's the main thing. <laughs> got purple and blue. It looks like you're straight out of the disco in the 70s right now. So uh, if, you uh-huh. wake, if wake, you wake up tomorrow, you show up to work, and you got a random drug test on your desk, you know why. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sweetie, can you handle this, please? Man, you need something to make you feel better. After last night with Nebraska basketball, let's start right there. We have Dylan Riola news to get into. Ari Wasserman uh, with The Athletic. His take on Riola versus Arch Manning will get there. Brandon Vogel with us uh, via the stream in about 20 minutes in hour two. We'll uh, check in with Gary Barnett, Colorado coach. And, uh, yes, uh, Evan Bland, we get to to spend time with Evan Bland today at 525. Danny Burke, he is in Chicago. He is the pride of Chicago with VEASAN Sports Network. Uh, Danny was at the Nebraska game last night on assignment, we'll just say for us, 
as a lot of disappointed Nebraska fans. But, Elijah, you lose last night to Minnesota. You were favored by six at one point. You never really could get control. You jumped out 8 nothing. a very ugly first 20 minutes of basketball where Minnesota led at half. Nebraska down by as many as nine, uh, as many as 11, quite honestly. And then they were able to, to close it down to one, but never quite got over the hump. A crushing loss. We'll hear from Fred Hoiberg in a moment. But I ask you this, and, and it's time to reflect because your season very well could be done if you're Nebraska basketball. Michigan got bounced today, so they'll likely take an NIT spot. Uh, Nebraska right on the fringe right there. There's more calculations than just the net ranking that goes into NIT selection. Nebraska very attractive to be a host site for the NIT had they won last night. But at 16 and 16, there's better candidates. There's a lot of mid-major upsets that have been happening. So your conference champion, regular season conference champions that don't win the, the postseason automatic bid, they're going to be relegated to the NIT, and it's a tough hill to climb. How do you remember and reflect on Nebraska basketball this season? And I look at it as... We're going to write the obituary of 2022-2023. And are you going to celebrate this season at 16 and 16? In context, absolutely it's okay to celebrate what Fred Hoiberg and this Nebraska basketball program's done. It's okay to celebrate and be man, be like, man, I'm, I'm really impressed with Derek Walker and Sam Griesel and Kisei Tomonaga and, and, uh, and, and, and Lawrence. And there's a whole list of reasons to be impressed and hopeful for the future going into year five with Fred Hoiberg. There's also last night, the last impression, the disappointment where you thought and hoped you were over those head-scratching losses that Nebraska basketball's been prone to do. And it's been a case where there's a step forward and a couple of step back, steps back. That was not the case in February for Nebraska basketball. But they had one last night get away from them. And let's be honest, every time Nebraska plays Minnesota, Elijah, you and I have been screaming, and I'm going to pat ourselves on the back, take the points. <laughs> take the Gophers. They're just a bad matchup. Iowa, Nebraska, Nebraska's a bad matchup for Iowa. There's just certain things where, for whatever reason, Nebraska plays better against Iowa. For whatever reason, Minnesota's a pain in the backside to deal with because of their height and their length, and Nebraska just did not look like the the February Nebraska. And I think a big part of that is not having some of the options. They were down Blaze Keita. That, uh, that didn't help. I know Derek Walker was a little tired, but Nebraska was uncharacteristic with their mistakes, shooting themselves in the foot. The, the final few plays down the stretch where he had a chance to take the lead or tie with some ref show type moments and also some some offensive fouls, not making the, the, the t- or taking the best shot. Uh, you have Wilcher's stupid foul. And then, of course, uh, you have uh, Greasel getting a little bit out of control, sped up, and trying to do too much. So disappointing night for sure last night with Nebraska basketball. But overall, look, they can't be 16-16 and 16 next year. I don't know that they've got to be a tournament team next year. But I like the direction of where the program's going, specifically where the program 
got to against some pretty tough odds. That's how I'm going to remember him. But yes, for sure, if you're a Nebraska basketball fan, demand more for next year. Get a better lineup somehow, some way on top of retaining what you're happy with this year to help kind of springboard you into 2023-2024. And I think last night with... I'm going to be at risk here of sounding too dramatic only one day after a game, but I feel like last night almost felt like a perfect representation of this season as a whole. The, the team, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'll say it right now, it's a very, very lovable team that is still extremely flawed. That's the best way to put it. Is that team is lovable with the way that they fight, the way that they scratch and claw and did everything they could just to uh, to put themselves in hopes of making the NIT at the end of the year. Very lovable for that reason, but we've known it all year long. Very, very flawed, and I think the people that are getting real tired of, of Fred Hoiberg are the people that sit back and say, why are we this far into your tenure and why is this team still so flawed? I think they probably enjoyed watching the game as much as the next guy last night. It was a fun game to watch, and as I said, it's a fun team to watch. That wasn't a story coming into the game last night. The problem is, is you're in year four with guys that have been around, going into five, with guys that have been around for a while, and you still are are extremely flawed as a basketball team. Uh, I I know the, the ref show was in full force last night, but you can't set a legal screen late in the game uh, to save your soul, back-to-back possessions, you have illegal screens. I know one of them was a little more ticky-tacky, although both were a little ticky-tacky in my opinion. But then you have C.J. Wilger's closeout on that three that was late in the shot clock. It was unneeded. That was a foul. Uh, upon rewatching it, live I was angry. Then I watched the replay and I said, you know what? That's a foul. He didn't give him landing space. He hit him on That's the arm. That's a stupid decision. And it's a perfect enca- encapsulation of this team is... Yeah, they, they're scratching, they're clawing. C.J. Welcher, he put that hand up there because he wanted to win that game so bad that he's going to get a shot contest. He's going to get his team that possession, make sure there's no chance of him hitting the shot. He made sure there was no chance of him hitting the shot, but in doing that, he fouled the guy. So that's just like the perfect representation of this team as a whole. There's still so many flaws within the roster, a lot of things that need to be cleaned up this offseason. I think Fred has guaranteed himself another season of being Nebraska's head coach, but... You can't have these same flaws within your team next year whenever you're in year five of running a program. You hope that this team can improve next offseason, but there's just a lot of gaps within this team's mentality, how they play. I mean, it feels like every single Fred Hoiberg-led team is good for at least one scoring drought at some point in the game when the other team is shooting the lights out of the ball, where even Nebraska's 10 to 15 points leads this year whenever they had them, few and far between, never quite felt safe because you always knew that scoring drought or that scoring run was coming. So... Uh, yeah, I, I can't say I'm surprised after last night. We've said it a whole bunch on this show. You always knew with Nebraska basketball, it's the Nebraska basketball way, that magic will come to an end. It came to an end last night in very disappointing fashion, but that's the story of this season. It's on to the next season, I think, for Fred Hoiberg in Nebraska because last night's loss was a really, really bad look for your tournament resume. And the NIT, I would have put the chances last night before that loss at, like, 75 to 80 percent and now i look at it as maybe 20 percent odds of making the nit that's a bad loss and it's gonna i mean be fresh in the memory of everyone who's going and picking the nit that's the biggest problem with that loss it it was going to be a difficult matchup and fred kind of knew it going in let's hear from fred uh post game here as uh, just how soul sucking the the loss was to minnesota uh Half full, half empty here. How do you view Nebraska basketball? I see, I see progress. I'm excited for next season. And I think next season will be better based on what he did this year. He got it figured out better late than never. 
and they've been a lot of fun to watch. I don't know if Kisei's coming back. I I wouldn't if I got uh, millions to earn in Japan. Uh, but Fred got it figured out, and he got a, a, a style. He got a system, and he got, uh, more importantly, that, okay, this is what you do in the Big Ten. Again, three years in, this is my system. This is what I want to do. This is how I've won. It ain't working. So I fixed it, and then I fixed it again with some horrible injuries. That is impressive. The fact that we were even talking postseason after January is impressive. But I'm not letting him off the hook or Nebraska basketball off the hook with last night. That can't happen. You'll have a couple of those a season in the Big Ten. It's just the grind that is. But it can't happen with what was at stake last Mm -hmm. night, and that was a chance to keep playing uh, time and space. Here's Fred Hoiberg last night. This one hurts. It's, you know, it's a tough way to end our our tournament. This, This team has meant the world to me. It's meant the world, I think, to our fan base. And it just really, it, it crushes me for it to end this way. And, you know, I'm going to focus on the positives with this group since February after the injuries where I'm not sure anybody thought we'd be able to get things going again and get things turned around to have the best record in the league in the month of February with this team with four rotation guys out of the lineup, I think says everything you need to know. And the leadership that these two guys, specifically to my right, did for this group and for what they did to flip the narrative of this program, uh, I can't say enough about how much that means to all of us in our program and what that can do for our future. And as these guys know, and as I told them in the locker room, I'm going to do anything in my power to help them along the way. They've got incredible futures in front of them. And we owe it to them to do everything we can to put them in a really good position moving forward. And, and, you know, I'd be remiss to not include Emmanuel in that discussion as well for what he did to really help change our culture uh, this year, even though he wasn't on the floor. Uh, You know, Casey, the stretch he has had has just been an absolute joy to be a part of. And, you know, going out and throwing that one up, I thought it was in when it left his hands. And, you know, just, again, this group was special. It's absolutely special. And it's going to go down without question as one of my favorite groups of players that I've ever coached, not just on the floor, but what these guys meant to our team off the floor and and, and the chemistry that they built and how they stayed together through all kinds of adversity. And that's what I'm going to focus on with, uh, with this. Congrats to Minnesota. They played great. They've been playing very well uh, since they came back from their shutdown. And... You know, unfortunately, we just let them get a little too comfortable early in this game. Um, but as we've done all year, we came back. We were resilient. We kept fighting. We battled adversity. Uh, unfortunately, we just could not quite get over the hump. We got that thing to one about four times. We just could not quite get over the hump. Fred Hoiberg there. Post game, we'll have more from uh, the mayor coming up here. We're at Rosie State Basketball 2023 Boys Action Day 2. As uh, Tri-County and Donovan uh, Tremblay in action now. Uh, You've got uh, tip-off tomorrow, 1045, with uh, your friends with Maywood and Hay Center. That uh, is a game. We have some um, friends of the the show here from Hay Center. Excited to have them out. You're invited down. 10th and Pete, Rosie's downtown here till 6. Guess what? The the, the kitchen is open after I am done. 
at 6 o'clock. Coming up at 7.45, at least locally, Will Wilson will have Parkview Christian uh, State Basketball Tournament coverage there. We'll get into some Husker football thoughts uh, from some of the national minds on Dylan Riola and who he compares to. We have uttered that name before, but you're careful to make too many comparisons to one Patrick Mahomes. So uh, we'll get into some Big Red football. Spring football starts here the 20th and excited about that. Uh, Some NFL news and notes as well with uh, just what is Levante David's future in Tampa. Gary Barnett will get his take on recruiting high-profile quarterbacks and how to cement that Texas pipeline. Next hour, Evan Bland will hit Big Red Baseball with us. Some Husker football. And then Danny Burke from Vizen. Some picks for the conference tournaments that are ongoing. What's he think of Big Red basketball as he saw it up close and personal? Different perspective from Danny, a Chicago kid that's a Bulls fan. Uh, we'll wind it down here this segment. Brandon Vogel next. We're here at Rosie's with Hale Varsity.